All right. We're here. 223. 223. 23, huh? 23. I'm Gotti Jr., just the CEO of J Concepts, coming off a successful weekend at Psycho Nitro Blast. That's now right. we are heading to the J Concepts Northwest Carpet Nationals in Albany, Oregon. That's it. Race number two of the 2021 Carpet Slash Turf Series. I'm impressed. Team heading on out. Trying to continue the world domination. Or national domination. In that case, national. All counts, though, towards the world domination. Mm-hmm. You ever think about that? Like how sports and everything, they'll say you're the world champions. But oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I do think about it because you're always bringing it up in the chat. Yeah, you know, like the... And I think they've since everybody has tried to correct this. Uh-huh. In the, um, you know, the NBA, they used to say we're the world champions. The NFL, we're the world champions. And, you know, uh, you know I watch uh, monster truck racing. They say <laughs> we're the world champions, you know, and it's like, well. Not really. Not really. Well, the NFL says Super Bowl champions. Yeah, I think they do mix in the world champions now, though. I noticed. Yeah, I'm like, uh, but yeah, I I think you know it's something people like or those leagues or anything they try to throw in there because it it makes it sound more credible. I mean, but I think as you move along. They want to correct that a little bit. You know, you're the Super Bowl champion. You're the NBA champion. You're The only thing I will say about some of the sports, like the NBA, is there's players from around the world in it. There you go. So you could say that it is the best players from the world competing. Um, <clears throat> but that's tough. <clears throat> you know, I know. When uh, <laughs> oh. when you win an RC, if you win the Ifmar Worlds in RC, you are the world champion because everyone you know that's from the world, so you can say world champion. But okay, yep. uh, or one of the rare sports you can win a world championship in. So we shouldn't be saying that in the NBA and NFL. No, you shouldn't really. All right. You could say, I mean, in the NBA, you could say the world's best um, players and competitors. You could probably say that. <clears throat> Are you excited for the uh, NBA uh, play-in tournament? Was it called play-in tournament? I didn't know anything about it until you brought it up. No. And when you you brought that up, you're like, well, you know, if the Lakers drop all the way down to eight or you know ninth or whatever, they could. I'm like, what? I'm like, I never heard of this. 
Well, it's not exactly the idea that I emailed to them, but uh, uh, yeah, they're trying something different. So. Did they they use some form of your idea though? Some form of it. I'm going to say like forty percent, forty three percent. Okay, some form of my idea. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kevin says uh, individual individual sports are world champs. Individual sports. So, like, if you're doing it individually. No. So, if you're, like, figure skating or, like. Figure skating. You know, something like that. Like Yeah. Where's my Nancy Kerrigan why drop? Remember that one? Why? 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 All right, we got questions, uh, comments rolling in. Uh, We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. Just search Radio Impound. Give us a sub. really helps us out. Or thumbs up. How's it go? Give us a sub. Give us a thumbs up. It really helps us out. Um, and also the audio version comes out later tonight. So wherever you get your podcast, listen there. Uh, Jason says he's not even home from work yet. What the well, hell it's, you guys the it's the advantage of doing this from work. John Bolton says, dang, too early at work. <laughs> you know he'll be still watching. We were actually going to go even earlier. Yeah. Jason would have got back from Starbucks in time. That's right. Uh, Pete Phillips says, well, no sleep for a while now. So he's going to be watching. He's, so he's going to stay, stay up to watch us. That's good. It's, it's well worth it. It is. You could sleep while you're driving or something, you know. Um, Darren wants to know, Jason, will you be running the 40 over mod class at the Northwest national you know what i actually am i got my stuff packed today i haven't i was just trying to think today when when the last time i actually raced was <laughs> it's been quite a while it's been a while i'm i think it was this i think it was december no no yeah it was december december was the last time i raced so we'll see if i got anything but i got my car out um uh, I got my equipment. I downsized my toolbox, put it in one of our bags. Uh got my charger bag. Tires are there. I got some wheels, glue. We're good. You're all set. Radio. I got my radio. Don't forget that. Got the radio. You did forget that at one race, right? Or got it went missing. I actually forget forgot it on a plane once. Yeah, that's it. Never got it back. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, here we go. So we got uh, Justin Juber says this show better not be three hours this time. It, and it just wouldn't be complete without Darren mentioning the 96 Nats. Darren Gimlin. Uh, yes, 96 Nats all over again. Every episode, 96 Nats makes it. <laughs> Somehow or another, it just, right. it's not even intentional. No. Kirby <laughs> cheering for Scott Hughes because of Futaba Radio. <laughs> the bag I use, Kevin, is the one we call the money bag. Hold on here. Let me put this so you're getting ahead of me. Oh, sorry. All you right. Gotta read says. <laughs> yeah, you got to read them because I forgot it's audio. Uh, Kevin says, what bag does he use for tools? What I did is I took my toolbox and I went in there and I just grabbed the essentials 
and I put them in our money bag. We call it. it's like this money big, bag. you know, like, money bag. Yep. You know how the the way we started with it is my mom used to work at a bank and you know how they used to give you the little zipper bags Yeah, with the lock on it. Well, this one didn't have a lock. It, um, you know, it was like the, yeah, just a regular bag with a zipper on it. Yeah, yeah like a, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we called it a money bag and we made a J concepts version. Our newer ones actually are in the carbon looking material. So I put all my tools in there. Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah. it's like compared to my toolbox, like the ease of, I didn't, uh, I didn't see that in, in the box of goodies that you sent me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I got my new J concepts hat on. You guys got a pretty nice little gif. Um, Actually, not wearing my new J Concept shirt, but uh, yeah, I got a nice uh, little gift package there, a bunch of the J Concept stuff, and then uh, somehow these photos made it into <laughs> into the uh, the bag. That's part of my packaging materials. The uh, monster truck, Bigfoot. There, the first one, Bigfoot Seven. What, which one's that? This one? No, the first one you showed. Oh, oh the first one. This is Bigfoot 7. From Anaheim, California. Okay. Roughly oh. around 1988. Oh, that's 88? Okay. No, let me see. Might be 89. And then what's the second one? That's yeah. Bigfoot 19. Bigfoot 19. I can never get these. Like, what am I looking at? Okay, Bigfoot 19. What are they yeah. up there now? 22, 21. All right, so every year. Then I got a uh, Chuck Norris photo in, in the box that Jason sent me. That's a Lone Wolf McQuaid. That's a that's, that's a, a shot from Lone Wolf McQuaid. Right. Jason was dressed up that as that at the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I got a Be Like Mike. Oh yeah. Be Like Mike. Bet on it. Not really, <laughs> but it says Be Like Mike. Honestly, the first thing. I thought about doing was trying to print out the bet on it one and right. put that in there. But when I just, I first, I just put typed in be like Mike and that's what came up. So <sighs> that's what it is. It's terrible. It. Terrible. Didn't, uh, didn't enjoy that. That was on the bottom too. It wasn't so like I had to dig down there and, uh, yeah, that's throw them over there. You can frame them later. Uh, huh? You can well, frame, frame them. That, yeah. Frame them. Yeah, I'll frame them. I'll get right on that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Bruce Campbell, Larry D. What's up? Oh, he's using my uh, using my uh, my name, real name there. <gasps> my yeah. stage name. It's... Bruce is a good friend of mine. We go back, um, back in the day of racing, late '80s, at our oh. local track here, and. and uh, Real good guy. <laughs> the, Pete Phillips mentioned uh, we had the flashback I did yesterday of the 2015. Oh, yeah. I, I made a, I, I did see that on Instagram, and I happened to make a comment on that. Was that that was the race I received the <laughs> aluminum turnbuckles? Yeah, that was the race. I let you drive my car with the aluminum turnbuckles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah whatever. I don't want that story. <laughs> you got around okay. 
I was doing good. And then I'm like, I broke. And then like a turnbuckle, like a ti- I, I broke it. I was ready to just leave because I was like, I snapped a titanium turnbuckle. I mean, really? All I did was coming off a jump, right? Yeah, I don't think it was a. I didn't hit anybody. I didn't, you know, didn't crash into anything. I just coming off a jump. Yeah. And so then I come to find and Jason's like, oh, well, that was just, that's how we, uh, we draw them up first with the aluminum. <laughs> I was like, you could have put titanium on those. I haven't raced in 18 years. Yep. I don't know. Sometimes I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I'm, you know, just laying in bed late at night. And I'm just, I, it pops in my mind sometimes. I'm like, I traveled all the way out. I think it was like five, six hours. You know, because I was excited. I was going to get on the track for the first time. And yeah. Um. Uh, wait, no, where was I here? P. Phillips says, uh, even had the last known pick of Gotti Holden and RC Radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruce Campbell might have a pick of me, Holden. Really? <sighs> I don't know, man. We used to take group photos. We used to have um, it was a club that I belonged to, and we used to do the point series, summer point series, winter point series. And then we'd have a banquet at the end of the year. It was really awesome, man. It was a good yeah, time. That's how, that's how we did it. Um, that's when I started racing. We had a club point series, and uh, we had club meetings. Was it once a week? I think once a week there was club meetings. Might have been. Yeah, we used to. Me and my dad used to go to the meetings. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, <clears throat> you know, yeah, those were good days, man. I that was yeah. a big part of racing then was that's why they're called club races, <laughs> right? Like, they're it's funny because you know, now there's very little club activity, you know, there's some. But nothing like there was in those days. And yeah, once a week, my mom would drive me to this club meeting and we would just sit in there and listen to whatever business was going on or, you know, oh, we're going to do this and, you know, we're going to have a track rebuild. So make sure to come out and, you know, work on the track and, uh, you know. We yeah, everybody just, out. yeah, everybody was on the same page. <clears throat> <clears throat> you know, today it would be like some kind of group, right? On uh, you'd be just on the group on Facebook or something. It would be like, yeah, I came to the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it, it was a big part of it. And then what we would do is we would, you end up going to eat, right? That's part of it. And you go somewhere to eat after that, after that and spend more time with the racers. <laughs> <laughs> Making me miss the good old days. Yeah, I mean it, it was good, and then you'd go you go run the race and run the club races, and you know it was definitely was a good way to keep people on the same page back then. Uh, and it was voluntary. For yeah, everybody part. just volunteered their time, man, mm-hmm. to work on a track, uh, keep things going. Yeah, we built a lot of tracks mm-hmm. back then. I know. Paul Wynn, I mean, he he used to travel a long ways to come uh, work on tracks and build tracks. And it's, 
you know, then we would go to Lake Park and then we'd go to Tampa and then we'd go down there and, 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 you know, race and do things down there. And so that was kind of the model club for a while was the, they called it the West coast RC club at Lake in, uh, Lake Park, Lutz, Florida was the West Coast RC Club. They were the ones that put on the Winter Champs. And the West Coast RC Club? Yeah, West Coast of Florida. Ah, gotcha. It's always, like, to me, yeah, it was always kind of strange, too. But, yeah, West Coast like RC Club. I like what they did there. I like what they did. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it probably was confusing a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Alex. Uh, Alex Sturgeon. What you mean? I couldn't just show up and complain about something. I had to be useful. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there was people that uh, we had some issues with some people, but uh, most for the most part, everybody pitched in and did their thing to get the races ready for Sunday. the The important thing in doing that is what I experienced back then <clears throat> was. There was there's the people's personalities that were the bosses, right? They they wanted to dictate what was going to happen when you're out there working on this new track or something, and oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and you know, go over, let's do this, and <clears throat> and then it wasn't you didn't have the the after uh, the fallout later on, you know, like today if you were to do something like that. And then people would, the fallout would be get on social media later and go, well, I went to help him work on the track, but that guy wouldn't let you do anything. You know, he had to be the, (laughs) he had to be the expert and he told us where to put this jump. And I, I gave my opinion that 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 should be a double and not a triple. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm nobody over here, you know, yeah, screw him. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm going to build my own track. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put him under, put that club under. Yeah. Yeah. But for the back then it was great because you didn't have the internet and all that in the forums and stuff, because it was just like, if you were going to talk smack, it was just with your buddies. And then you went back next time or you just never showed up again. Yeah. Uh, so for the most part, it went pretty well. And what I found myself doing was unless somebody asked, I would just pick things that I would like concentrate on and be like, okay, I'm going to work on this jump. And then I just would make the jump the way that I wanted um <laughs> gator history we'll pull that one up but yeah so you kind of pick your thing and i mean alex i mean i'm sure he's i don't even know how many tracks he's probably built he's probably built a hundred plus tracks i would imagine so he's got to run out of ideas at some point in that in that building but he came up with the rhythm section for our race there in February, and that seemed to be a hit. Uh, BBQ says, uh, Jason, living in Florida, has there been any gator history slash incident during RC? No, I've never seen a gator at the track. Uh, Team on the golf courses all the time. What's strange is down at Coral Springs, the track there at Coral Springs RC Club, for some reason they get those like um uh, god i can't remember they're like big lizards yeah. iguanas i think i think they're called iguanas yeah I, I posted a video the other day of the one in your neighborhood there it was climbing <laughs> shells at the store <laughs> these things yeah we were pitting back 
uh, the regional several years back, and these things just come out and hang out. They didn't really get near us, but that's the closest thing that I've seen to. And you know, I climb in the trees right by the water right there by Coral Springs, and they all of a sudden you just hear one fall out of the trees right into the water. Really? Yeah. They're big. They're a little scary. Yeah. You know, you're kind of looking around when you're in your pits, making sure that when you're wrenching, one's not just like hanging out right there. Yeah. Um. Oh, Chris says uh, someone checked Gotti for a fever as two times in a month. He's posting a show. I feel like he may have caught something. The Puxatani virus. I got that. Was um, that last year or this year? That was last year. I caught that last February. Okay. The Puxatani virus. You know what you're supposed to say? I think I had that COVID last February, you know? Yeah, I know. Everybody. Before everybody knew what was going on, I think I think I, I had it back then. Yeah. That's we joke around year. about Puxatani virus, but I, I think I did have the, uh, the COVID back then, dude. There you go. Come on, man. I, was, I, I drove myself <laughs> down to the hospital. I never Damn. do that. I don't Damn. go to the doctors for nothing. Okay, so you you were serious. <laughs> you were serious. Well, I was texting. I was like, dude, I think I think I'm done. It's over. 103 temp. Um, Roads were slippery. <laughs> May rest in peace. Uh, so yeah, club racing. I miss it. It was a good time. Um, I have a picture of. I was gonna say, I just think I have, I have some photos. I should yeah. share them sometime. I have a photo on my on my phone that my mom took getting my first uh, club series award. You know, at the end they would have the banquet. Yeah, and they'd give out the awards. Ah, damn, we did the same things, man. You just lived yeah. in Florida and some PA. Stock truck is uh, the first class I raced, <clears throat> and you were good at racing. I wasn't. So. Anyway. Let me see. I think I oh. won. The, I think I won the first series I ran stock truck. Let me make sure. I remember it was a big thing too. Like you're just like, "Ooh, is this weekend a series race?" Like now it's like a super cup, you know. Right. Like, like now it's like, "Oh, is this a series race or not?" Back then, it's like you did it within your club, and it was like, you know, it was important. Yeah. Actually, I was, and Bruce can back this up because I know, you know, Jason, you may may think I'm bullshitting you. But I was a good local racer. That's it. Like, you get me out. Like I said this before, you get me outside of my track. I was just trash. Um, I don't know. If, I shouldn't say it was trash. But I wasn't competitive. Um, but Bruce can back that up. Bruce, get in, this, get in the comments again and back me up here, man. I was good. I, I won point series. I remember going to the first banquet I ever went to. And I didn't. Um, I joined the point series late, so I wasn't even in the top three and they were handing out the trophies. And back then they were giving you, you know, huge yeah. trophies for winning points. Mm-hmm. And I was probably, uh, 12 at the time. Okay. And I remember telling my dad, like, I'm winning. I want that trophy so bad next year. I'm winning it. I'm winning point series. And, uh, sure enough, I did. And I think, I, I think I won a total of four or five point series. I think uh, Bruce, um, yeah, Bruce, get in here and just back that up, will you? <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, anybody else that's uh, what's up, Matt Morris? 
Matt Moore's checking in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I remember it being, you know, the just it was definitely serious, like you said, and you knew there were good awards. And yeah, I wanted that trophy, man. I saw it. I was like, damn, I want that. What was interesting was I remember when I was doing that series, and then they at the club meetings, they started talking about how they put in a bid to have the state championships. And I was like, whoa, you know, state championships. Like, what's that all about? And so I signed up. I was new. My neighbors could mow grass. It's getting closer. Anyway, good. (laughs) I, you know, I, you know, I was running the club series and they started talking about the state championship. And I was just like, you know, yeah, I got a race in the state championship. Then the RC10T came out. And I remember I had that. Uh, in the modified truck class and um, yeah was mod- I ran modified truck and then I ran uh two wheel two wheel buggy yeah it was and then when you got there to the state championships it was just amazing how many people were there it was packed yeah um so I started with the Tamaya hotshot quickly realized when I went to the track that I wasn't going to compete with that. And um, my dad surprised me the one night with the Optima mid SE four wheel drive was a big class in our area back then. So, yeah. And uh, the first race, with my Optima mid, I won, I won the race. And then I took off from there and I won that whole point series that year. Swept it. Dominated. And then I was going for the back to back. And to me back then, that was awesome. Like, you know, like, back to back like the lakers like the lakers right and then you had these little motivational things on your toolbox said back to back you know going (laughs) for it i was all all into it man loved it well there you go nick just asked what did you drive Gotti? so yeah i mean i originally went to that first race with a actually i might have went i went there practice with the tamaya hotshot and um, quickly, and then I quickly realized I needed another car, but I didn't think I was going to get one. I think I drove a couple races with it. And then the one day my dad surprised me. He uh, came home and he said, hey, can you go out in the car and get the rest of the groceries? And when I went out to the car, opened up the trunk, there was the Optima Mid SE there. And uh, that was an awesome moment. Pretty cool. So. Dude was dude was tricky, huh? Yep. Never forget that. It's really cool. Couldn't wait to build it. Right away we started building it and it was uh it was great. It was one of those times that you got to do something with your dad, you know, build a car kit. We built the hot shot and then we built the mid SC. And uh yeah, so my dad uh, when he wasn't busy he took me to the races. If he couldn't take me, someone else did and it's good times. I'm gonna tear up over here. Um, who takes you to the races now? Nobody. Okay. Draw myself. Speaking of, you coming up for the LCRC Flashpoint race this weekend? Open season opener? Oh, that's right. You're going to Oregon. Never mind. Yeah, going to Oregon. <clears throat> Should I go there and represent or what? Somebody's <laughs> got to. <laughs> um. Yeah. Club racing. There you go. I remember the first time I went 
<clears throat> outside of yeah outside of gore which was my local track um greater orlando auto racers is what it was called g-o-a-r we went to tampa at lake park and i had a rc10 two-wheel buggy in my stadium truck and i remember racing at a different that was the first time racing at a different track and they had these drop they had these step downs coming on the front straightaway like you'd step down one and step down another one and come on the front straightaway and if you land i remember running my rc10 if i ran it landed on one side the dog bone would pop out oh and i remember telling the guy from the hobby store i'm like yeah this i keep popping out these dog bones off of the step down and he's like uh, you know, trying to make up these excuses why I was doing that. And I was just like, later I figured out, I'm like, cause he had the shocks on the inside, you know, too far in and it had too much down travel. So the dog bones were popping yeah. out. Right. <clears throat> you know what? Cliff let might have helped me with that later at winter champs. I don't remember. <clears throat> I know that remember them telling us that we had the car set up all wrong. Who did the guys in the associated pits? They were like, I uh, wanted to, change the whole car yeah you were lucky you had <laughs> you had associated drivers by you well that was that was for we, the big race you know they came oh, in okay. for winter champs they came in for winter champs and then it was just like i mean i'm living out in the middle of nowhere and yeah we didn't have any of that so um daniel says uh when you were a kid everything was big i still remember that feeling the week before a race it was hard to sleep and it's all you thought about. Yeah, it really is. Dude, I'm telling you right now, that's all I thought about. Mm-hmm. From Sunday to Sunday, man. Like, like I was in school and I was just looking through car action. <laughs> front to, <laughs> we've told this story other times, but looking through car action front to back, back to front. Just reading it during school. Going home, working on a car, getting it ready for something. I would tear down my car every week just to clean it up because I had that in my head. Like if I had everything all clean, it's going to be ready to go. And I knew those guys, the other guys, where I thought those other guys weren't going to spend the time like I would on my car. So I'd be ready for Sunday. And uh, yeah, I loved it. <clears throat> car action. Daniel says car action was like porn. It, it was. It was. <laughs> oh, and, uh, when when they would, <laughs> when, when, when they would put like the Clifflet car, you know that would be like the centerfold, right? Like, right, right. With the like swimsuit, the Clet, the, the Clifflet car, oh, the, uh, the Masami car. Yeah. yeah. Then you had the the Masami car, whoever that. Oh, was. okay. Right. You open it up, man. The Trinity ads, man, those were awesome back then. I was like, damn. Trinity ads. Come on. Show some love for my boys at Trinity. Oh, man. Don't you got a guy on your team that runs for Trinity? Let's go. We got we have a lot of guys that run for Trinity. There you go, Trinity. Comeback time, baby. I mean, it's it's it is different because, you know, for me, especially when I got uh, more into it, you know, for us, um, Trinity was the competition, mm-hmm. you know, that was the, those were, that was the, the company we were trying to beat all the time. And, 
you know, we raced off, you know, we did off road a little bit. You know, I did a little on road, never any oval, you know, Ernie or not Ernie, but, uh, Kirby, I was bags on the Reedy motors cause they weren't, he always thinks they were horrible or slow, but, um, and, and probably an oval probably were, um, Uh, Nick says that was back before car action got obsessed with scalers. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the situation with the, with RC car action is, you know, they just got replaced by the internet, unfortunately, like a lot of other things. And I mean, I am still so surprised that they still have it, that it still exists and people subscribe to it. And that it's a, that is still in the market because for as long as maybe you could have converted that format into some type of an online thing, um, I'm surprised that it's still, still around. And I, you know, we get it here and there's really not much, it's not really, there's nothing in there. I mean, it's just, it's really thin. There's ads and, um, and a few articles, but it just used to be everything. And, yeah. and, and maybe that's the problem it, being in my generation or your generation. Cause you're, you know, from a time where it was everything and it's more disappointing looking at it than it is, um, um, <laughs> look at Alex. Uh, yeah, Alex Sturgeon says I got my first referral in high school because I want to put down my RC car car action mag. Yeah, I got I I never got like you know teachers just told me to put it away or whatever. But yeah, I remember going to meet. We met with the car action people in the mid two. Well, this was probably like oh eight oh nine, and I remember talking about you know, a format you could have uh, in order to, because the problem that, that I saw was the racing versus the, uh, the bashing versus, you know, then there's touring car off-road. There was, there was rock crawling then is what it was called. Uh, They didn't go to scaling and all that stuff till, till later, but, the problem was I think it needed to, you needed some way to cater it to what people's interest levels were. And, you know, we had talked about it when we were there, different ways you could do it and turn it into online, something that could be done online. But uh, there is still something. I love pictures. Like I really like pictures. I like printing them out. I showed that earlier. We, you know, I printed out the pictures for you. (laughs) Um, I still like photos and I like pictures and I like framing pictures. And there's something about holding the magazine in your hand and looking at it that I think is kind of special. But, um, but I think it's just there's something that's just not that's just not the same anymore. You know, it's just. Because now you probably would have your magazine open and your phone with the other hand, right? You'd be thumbing yeah. through your magazine. You'd be looking at your phone with your other hand. And so I think 
you know, I, you could see that happening quite a bit. And but you know, it used to be big for those race events to be in car action. Uh, you know, when Winter Champs issue came out in the magazine, man, that was just so big. Um, it used to be the place you'd go for your info. It's you saw the highlights of race events. You saw new car reviews. You saw how to do things, and you know that's the first. Uh, I remember you know the how to build a diff with Cliff Lett, right? You know mm -hmm. it's like that was in there and building stuff with Gil Losey Jr. and that was a big thing. The Losey tips, remember those? Yeah, that was what was that was called? Uh, was it called Tech? Tech, yeah. It wasn't tech talk. It was. I thought it was just Alex, Alex Sturgeon will know or Chili. They'll yeah. know. There was that little column. They had the little column. Yep. And yeah, and it's like they throw a little tip in there, like you know your ride height or adjusting this or that or your diff or something they would put in there, <laughs> and that was useful. You know they they made it a uh, it was an ad, but. <clears throat> Jason says, uh, car action lost my money when it was a T max and E max all day, every day. Maybe it was tech tips. Yeah, I think it was tech tips. Yeah. Alex says he thinks it was tech tips. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there was, yeah, that, that era that Jason's talking about is like the late nineties when, when that when that truck when that T Max hit, it just changed everything in the business at the time, and and they they succumbed to the pressure. Jason, a little blurry there. Are you downloading something? Nope. Hmm. All right, because uh, my connection's really good, so I don't know if you had something going on in the background. Um. Matt says, I honestly would still like to read through a car action like the way it used to be versus an a online site. So is, uh, I, I'm assuming it's the same online, right? Like, do they have an online version? Or do they have, like, you go to car action and there's more info about races in there and stuff, or they just don't print it? Or I don't, I don't think so. I, yeah. I think they're... I saw Chili was in here. Chili Duncan, get in here. <laughs> yeah, he's got to explain. He's got to explain what's going on. Yeah, I did bust them the one day though, because I went to my uh, grocery store here, and they had a car action sitting there, and it was like I picked it up, and it's like whoa, it started floating down to the floor, like. <laughs> yeah, Alex says car action does not cover races anymore. Which is a shame. I don't know. I guess they don't can't. Uh, I guess they don't they set people justify. to race. Oh, okay. they, can't ju they couldn't justify it because of the expense of sending people there. And, and then there's too many races now, right? So back then, if you only if there was only in the uh, late yeah. 80s, early 90s, you only had to hit four or five races and you kind of covered the year. But now <clears throat> where would you start and end? Um, well, I thought they would do it online. Yeah, it's just – yeah, and that's, that's when uh, essentially the, the transition was when – Neo Buggy and Red RC 
started taking over and doing a lot of the news and the events on their website, that's when Car Action just decided to get out of it altogether because Neobuggy and Red RC were concentrating on that content and people were going there to see that. So they concentrated on the content that wasn't time sensitive. You know, they could do reviews and different things and they knew this, the race content and the race stuff. It was going to take them months to get that out, you know, in the flow. And it just, by then people already knew what happened and there was probably three other races in between. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Daniel says, what was interesting was what's new and what's, and what people doing with their car, if if it was a month from when the race was, you have the same info with in the house. I just remember like waiting, you know, like you would wait, I think, two or three months to find out who won the world. <laughs> I called Associated. Yeah, it, we, it, I used to call Trinity, too. <laughs> Did Joel win? Did Joel win? <sighs> uh, RJ says, sweet, something to listen to while I mount another J Concepts body. There you go. When does Kirby come on for the good stuff? Hey, Kirby's not coming on. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him to come on for the, uh, I want it, like I said last week, uh, or whenever we were on last, uh, I want to get Carpies on, Derek from Carpies. Because those guys race oval, and I want to get Kirby on together so they could talk about oval and stuff. So, talk oval, which I thought, you know, before I f- started following Derek, like I'm like, man, oval racing. Like when when you're on his uh, Facebook or Instagram, whatever, it's amazing that uh, oval racing still actually. I mean, obviously not big as it was in the '90s, but uh, and those guys are racing hard every week. Um, yeah. So yeah, Kirby, I don't know when he's coming on. He's more than welcome anytime. Yeah. There was two races per year that car action sponsored. <clears throat> they'd always sponsor the Reedy race and they'd sponsored the cactus classic. And I want to say maybe they did winter champs at one point too, but I don't remember that one, but, um, Uh, Corey Jordan says, I'm God, he's at the track. I'm at, uh, yeah, I'm at uh, PNB here. Give um, him the left tire salute. Left tire salute, Corey. Corey was there at the race. Yeah. I don't know how he plays, but uh, I saw, I watched your live video when you were coming home. <sighs> plus, plus, he had that photo with the Psycho Girls. Oh, that's right. Good job, Corey. You know he knows what's he knows what photos to get when he's there. <clears throat> so yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, I wrote down a couple things here. All right, uh, what I had was to talk about P and B, and then of course the results and what kind of going on there. The <clears throat> NC NCTS, which is our race coming next weekend, we talked about it a little bit. Um. <clears throat> And then the Super Cup, which is coming up. And then I saw they posted a new Top 25 RC ranking today. Oh. I thought we could talk about that a little bit, too. Okay. 
All right. Um, let's just get the chili real quick because chili did jump in here from car action. Chili Duncan from car action. Uh, sorry, stepped away. There, there is the print magazine. Yes, we know that. There's also the PDF version of it too. There is the homepage, which contains some stories from the magazine, plus other content, news, etc. Then there is the Boost site, which has more exclusive online content. I didn't know that one. I didn't know the Boost site. I didn't. Is that like a industry term, Boost site? I don't know, Corey. When do you uh, when do you call into the show? Five seven zero five five four zero eight seven seven. That was your last chance to hear that too. So if you don't hear it. Didn't hear it, you're out. Um, yeah, you're more than welcome to come on the show and explain all that to us. Defend car action, core uh, chili. I saw Corey down here. <clears throat> Corey says, I'm a couple days early for next year's race at PNB. <clears throat> um, RJ sounds like he is screwing up the J Concepts body, Jason. Oh, no, he says, Too bad I can't share pics of this hack job I got going on here. So I, I just went car to Car Action's website, and right. like the whole front page is ProLine ads. Hmm. Okay. Well, then, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Um, Nick says he loves the, uh, I, the Car Action Boost archives. Okay. okay. Chili's so uh, event coverage is in here from our race um, last year. There's a coverage from three years ago at the Axial Fest. And then four years ago at the, uh, so not exactly the event coverage, but like I said, they're not known for the event coverage. They're more known for the. Uh, well, there's a hell of a lot of you racers out there. You know, like the PNB got a lot of entries on it. You would think that there's still something there by if you covered all these events. And you, you would get help to cover. There's a lot of races, but you think you can get help to cover them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the guys would dig it, the racers. <clears throat> yeah, so Jimmy Simmons here mentioned our new uh, carpet tires. The the fuzz bites and the pin pin swags. Okay. Somebody was uh, <laughs> could have been a Kirby, but somebody on our I know on our Facebook page posted who's naming these things or something like that. <laughs> anyway, I thought the fuzz bite was good. The pin swag, yeah. It was a combination of two tires. That's where the name came from. Okay. Because the, the tire is a combination of two tires. But anyway. Uh, so is that what we're going to be using at the race uh, this weekend? No, actually, we're, we have a control tire. Oh, okay. And the control tire is a, the Nessie rear tire and the the Swagger fronts. Okay. Nessie? The Nessies, yeah. The Nessies? Yeah. The Swaggers up front. Yep. Okay. That's the control tire there at Northwest Hobbies. So, yeah, we, we're excited about getting those new the new tires out too. We just we've been working on those a while. We've done a little testing. I think people will be happy with them. Paul, uh, I did some running with Paul several months ago, and they're 
that worked well. Hmm. Yeah, like Loch Ness, Nessie. Yeah. yeah. So where that came from is the very first one of the ones we did was called Loch Ness. That was our one of our first uh, AstroTurf tires, actually. And there's a feature in the tire that has these like waves in the center, kind of like a little like vertical. If you're looking at it from the front, a little yeah, vertical right. bar and it comes up and it comes up. Okay. So it, it, rem- <clears throat> it reminded us um, of some of those photos and stuff you see of Loch Ness where there's this thing that kind of comes out of the water. The- <laughs> so then, so that's where that came from. And then we picked the Nessie for the small version just because it, Nessie sounds like a, like a small version. Right. Okay. But I think they're actually the same, right? The Loch Ness monster, they actually call Nessie. Uh, a, a guy uh, lived in town here. He, uh, this is years ago, but he went up there searching for the Loch Ness monster. It was a, a former doctor. He had a lot of money. He spent over thirty, forty thousand on his boat with all this shit for it. This is the nineties, early nineties. Okay. And uh, he comes into a, my uncle's hardware store and he's telling me all about it. He was getting ready to go off and uh, look for the monster. I said, "Well, let me know how that works out." You know, man. That's, I'm inter- I was interesting. I mean, he was telling me the whole story behind it. He, he said, "I know it's up there. I'm going to find it." I didn't hear back from him. I mean, maybe it's kind of like, like finding the Sasquatch yeah. or the Bigfoot. But, right. Yeah. There was a team of those guys that did that out here too. It was a team of them. Yeah. I, I live in a weird area. What are you gonna do? All right. Uh Rob Sturgill said he ordered uh he ordered those tires already. I don't know which one he's talking about. I guess the uh the new the new tires. Yeah, the new ones. Whatever new ones there. So Good job, Rob. Uh, Keep ordering, by the way. So Pete, mistake. All right. We had uh the 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 three pro classes, the winners there. We had wait, what, been- what are we talking about now? PMB results. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. So yeah, Spencer Rivkin won uh, the nitro Trug- truggy class and the pro e-buggy class. Nitro truggy was a 30 minute main and e-buggy was a single 10 minute main. And then Ty Tessman won the single main uh, nitro buggy class. So those were the three pro winners. So it was good to see. I mean, uh, Spencer actually, I think he had a really good chance of winning pro nitro buggy too, but he had in the warm up he broke a shock piston that they couldn't get fixed uh, in time. So the piston inside the shock body broke. So he had one shock with no damping. Damn. And so it's just out there. You know how it is. Doing, 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 doing. Yeah. So he... Yeah, I think he ran the whole race, but with only th- the three shocks working, he wasn't really that competitive, which it really actually kind of surprised me that he couldn't get higher than he did. But I guess the car just, it shows you that uh, I'm sure if you had had something like if even if there was like, like the feeling of like 20 weight or something like he would have been somewhat competitive, but just having nothing but spring on that shock just pretty much took him out of contention. You know, guys doing low 40 second laps, maybe into 39s and buggy. And I think he was doing 41s. So when in the last round of qualifying, him and Dakota were the fastest. So uh, 
yeah, showed you that. Break a shock piston. You're not, not good. You're not getting up there. Or a turnbuckle. <clears throat> you know, one time I was at a race with Brian Kinwald and he asked me to set his RC10 out. He was comparing a, a his tub, aluminum tub RC10, and his graphite car. This is the Roar Nats. And he went out and ran both of them. And, you know, we came back and kind of determined that the, the aluminum chassis car looked like it was working better. I think this was the nine, yeah, the 93 Roar Nationals. <clears throat> so he's like, set these both out, get some lap times on me, and we'll come back and determine if, you know, I, I want to run the, the graphite chassis car or the aluminum tub chassis car. All right, get it done, get his lap times, bring him back. And I'm like, well, you were faster with the tub chassis car. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'm running that. And and then I'm looking at his car and I'm like, hey, one of your shocks isn't working. Like, and back then when we had Eclipse, you know, the Eclipse was a, a, on top of the piston, his Eclipse came off. So the whole, the, he had one shock with no damping. So, oh. so he was faster with the tub car, the aluminum chassis car, even with um, really three shocks. But, wow. Um, so anyway. But it's not 93 anymore. And, no. That is and not the track cool. is like that track there behind you that they just ran on is probably, you know, three times the four times the size of the track <laughs> we were at back then. So tiny track. RCH. Was it RCH? R, um, I don't remember the name of it. RCO. That was an RC off-road was in Fountain Valley, California. That's where that race was. Tiny track. RCO. RCO. There was an RCO out here, too, in Pennsylvania at one time. RC Outfitters. The Outfitters. Yeah. So PMB, uh, 810 entries. (sighs) Wow. 810 entries. Uh, that usually equates to about 400 and something people. Was in White Pine, Tennessee. Indoor building. 24-hour practice, I heard. So is that what they normally do? Yeah. So you just go up there and you can run as much whenever as you, you Whenever you want. You don't have to look for a frequency clip anymore? Nope. You run whenever you want, which obviously that changed RC a lot too, right? Yeah. When you went to this 2.4, because there used to have, there used to be control on this, how many people could be on the driver's stands and frequencies and all that stuff. And uh, as we talked about before, the first time I rolled up to the winter champs, when I was a kid, I, I started racing in October of 90 and the winter champs was in February. So I'd been racing, you know, roughly five months. I show up to winter champs with my mom and we, we pull in the road there at Lake park and I look and there is, they had a line for every frequency <laughs> that was to get on the driver's stand. So like, say you're on 27 band yeah. and you were running like whatever frequency 27, two, five, five or whatever blue was, it was something like that. 27 to 55. You would have to have a line to stand in for your frequency. So, it wasn't like you would just go up to the driver's stand. Oh, if there's an open spot, you get in there. It was, you had to go up and stand in the line before you could get on the driver's stand just to get your frequency. And 
Yeah, it's just a lot of those things that just you don't really think about that often. But And then if you were running, if you're out there practicing and somebody turned their radio on, you would just go crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Who's on? Like Emmy says, "Who's on 84? Exactly right. I mean, Everybody that's counting. And and that's when people, you know, that was usually one of the big excuses back then too. Which radio glitch, right? I got a radio glitch. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I used it a lot. <laughs> there you go. So it was like, <laughs> oh man, I I, I just uh, I was going off that jump and my car just went on. I mean, somebody must turn. Yeah, what? I don't know how many times people would say. Oh, somebody must have turned a radio on when I was running yeah. a qualifier. Right. Glitched. Car was dialed until it glitched everywhere. But it was, it was, you had to rely on people being, uh, I mean, it was so tough because in order to do much with your RC cars in the pits or anything, you had to turn it on to see your trim and maybe you're doing something. So you might be doing that in the pits and somebody might be on the track driving. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm, everybody did it. I know because. Yeah. They were like, I screwed this. I'm checking it. Yeah. 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 Like, you're just yeah. in the pits and you're like, you know, you, you kind of turn it on. You're just like, and you're just like, Oh, I'll check it real quick and then be done. And uh, people did that a lot. And that's why they had radio impound. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, damn. Freaking, about that. freaking yeah. full, you know, <laughs> freaking full circle. We're like, we're writing a book, writing a book here, but yeah. So radio impound, that's where the whole thing is from because at a big race, they would impound your radio. So you couldn't turn it on in the pits and affect people at a race. Right. Uh, but but your pros had the uh, illegal frequencies, didn't you? The uh, I did have those. And what, what band was that? I had twenty six nine two five was my frequency. Was my we used to call them funnies. Okay, all right. So, uh, there was a guy. I don't know. If, I mean, if if it's been twenty five or thirty years, can you reveal? Anyway. Nah, don't. Better not. Okay. Well, so <laughs> anyway, yeah, 26925 was my funny frequency. So that was between, I want to say it was between uh, Brown. Brown was 26995. And whatever the one was above that, um, my frequency was 26925. So I could go up there with, and this was after you were a pro. I didn't have yeah. that when I started, but. Right. Even, but back then you could, you would see Cliff Lett would go up there and just turn his stuff on and set his car down. Like, you know, he had the funnies, right? Yeah. And, and if somebody asked you, hey, what frequency on funnies? Everyone's just, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> it was a big thing. They worked great. And it got to the point where you would, um, you would race with them because, you know, there would, I would run, large events sometimes where I'd race with it because I felt like there was less chance of somebody, yeah. you know, turning on while you were racing and affecting what was going on. So I think I had two sets of those crystals. We called them, right. Or just a cleaner, probably a cleaner reception. I don't know. It, yeah. They worked. I mean, they worked amazing. I mean, I got so much practice, uh, you know, using them back then, but, the old, 
yeah, radio, radio impound. That was a big job. You know, they had to have two or three people running it. Radio impound. You'd go up there. You'd they'd usually do it with like a poker chip or something, right? You'd right have a, have yeah, a number absolutely. on it. So okay. there was a spot like in a shed. That's what they had at Winter Champs. They had a shed um, with n- numbered shelves. So they'd put your radio in spot, you know, say twenty seven, mm-hmm. and they you'd have the chip. Um, um, Will says FM twenty seven band. Yeah, that's what I always ran, 27 band. I felt like it seemed for whatever reason when I was an off-road, the pro guys, I was used 27 band. But the Futaba guys like to run 75 for some reason. But I always ran 70 or 27 band. Yeah, PMB, 810 entries. And I don't think that's their largest one. I think they've had 900 there before. Will Britton, cool that he's on here. I mean, that's even, you know, these frequencies and stuff eh, he he probably ran a little bit with that but rj says uh the large dirt, dirt oval races i attended in the past we'd have to do controlled practice with colored clips and or by heats yeah <clears throat> sounds right guys would take the uh, frequency clip take the clothespin we said the clothespin ones you know mm-hmm. take it back to the pits with you and well yeah that was the other cheat. yeah that was the other cheat is like if you were say you're on like for me it was frequency blue right Mm -hmm. and yeah you go up for a practice run and you're just thinking ah you're like nobody else is on blue i'll just keep my clip (laughs) then when you go up there and you just run again without getting it yeah there was a lot of tricks back then Mm -hmm. stuff today that just doesn't even exists there's just no such thing <laughs> bring your own clip there you go i never did that i never got that far but uh randy says do you uh, remember to dial dial a frequency receivers and modules yeah i remember uh, novak had one where you would just you know like a screwdriver and you turn it to what you were on um Damn, i don't that, think that, i ever used them but that had to be I pretty innovative when that came out I remember it not working very well. Really? I remember, yeah, I remember the people having a lot of problems with the Novak one. That was such a huge complaint. That doesn't shock me. Remember? Glitching? Just, yeah. it was, I mean, half the races Kinwald lost, he blamed it on glitching, I think. <laughs> um, well, I mean, seriously, that's not, that's not even a big exaggeration. Like, I remember him running the winter champs with, and it was he'd be switching speed controls, or uh, he'd have an antenna on his car this long, you know. Just and I, there is video of him running that race with that antenna, and you know, you just say, you know, hey, I, you know, if he had a bad qualifier or something, he'd say he was glitching. And after a while, it was like the kid crying wolf, right? Like because you just uh, you never believed if if it was true or not, but. Um, mm-hmm. That's $27 for. Uh, yeah. Robbie says crystal sets were like $27 and I have had to have at least three sets. Yeah. <clears throat> Remember the little, then you'd have the little clear case. Yeah. Where you put the crystals in there. Yeah. That was like a whole nother pit accessory that you had to have. Yeah. Who made those? Like with the pink foam inserts. Uh, Sato, I think was one of them. 
Yeah, that's the ones I had. Is yeah. it Sato? Is that what it was? I think something like that. But that's the ones I had with for the motors too. Um, what Chili's talking about here? I don't remember that. Maybe that uh, Chili says, "Remember stocking up on glitch busters." I, I don't remember around the early days of Spectrum. I don't remember the glitch busters. Was that something you had to hook to the car? Maybe he'll say, but I don't yeah. remember that. I remember oh. the name. <laughs> glitch busters. Uh, will Britton says I had the uh, KO propo that was synthesized. Whatever that means. <clears throat> yeah, I remember that advertisements. A large cap. Will says he remembers the glitch busters. Honestly, once I went to LRP with crystals, there was like very, I had very little radio trouble ever. Uh, my LRP speed control with uh, very little, if any, radio trouble ever. <clears throat> the people that ran the Novak stuff, for whatever reason, after the HPC, like there was a hammer, and then they got into the crystals with the dialing in the frequencies. Man, they had so much trouble with all that stuff. Uh, uh, RJ says they plugged into the receiver. Yeah, I know what they look like. <clears throat> um, what are we talking about? The Glitchbusters? Yeah, that's okay. they plugged into the, the receiver. I. I'm nobody's talking about. I can kind of, uh, I, I I visualize what it looks like, but I never used it. Jason Santos, he used the pill organizer for his crystals. Yeah, that was big. Uh, Corey Jordan says, "Do y'all think that old school radio AM or FM radio would work on today big outdoor indoor tracks?" I'm I'm trying to remember the last the la like the biggest. 2008. Oh, the last time you used them. Yeah, like what was the biggest track I ran like that? I'm trying to remember what that would be. Hmm. Probably somewhere in the... Well, I remember when Spectrum brought the modules and the receivers to the Worlds in 04. Um, 2004 was when the Spectrum stuff came to the Worlds, and they had some guys, they gave it to the guys. I work with the FAA. There's a lot of commercial bleed over. <laughs> Chili says he has five of them, if you're all interested. In the Glitchbusters? Okay. Nitro with FM would suck, Will says. People did it too. I'm sure it did. You know, um, I, I think that some of the radios would be fine with the range. Because uh, <clears throat> I remember running big eight scale races and I remember Mark running a race where it was okay and was fine. So I think the range was fine. Uh, what I remember was one of the races I went to, first race ever in eight scale. Uh, I was pitting with Mark and I was building a Mugen car and I just, I put my, cause I would like the control practices was coming up fast. 
Um, so I just put my receiver in the radio box and I just basically servo taped it to the bottom of the radio box just to go run my qualifier, my control practice run. And I got out there and like it, like the fifth time it landed off of a jump, the thing just went wide open right into the driver's stand. <laughs> and I come back and he's like, what'd you do? I'm like, well, like I just put my receiver in there and he's like, Oh man, you gotta have all kinds of foam around it and it's gotta have cushion. And I'm like, I just servo taped it to the thing. Right. And he's like, Yeah, that's that wasn't gonna work. <laughs> What's a Ghostbuster besides the uh, lady? RJ says, What about Ghostbusters? I think we need more of them. Well, let me tell you. I think he's talking about the Ghostbusters, dude. The actual show. And Ah, forget that story. Never mind. All right. We're not going to go there. Ghostbusters. All right. Well, Chili I, says I'd he like has. To see, I'd like to see a good Ghostbusters. Chili says he has Glitchbusters if you guys are interested. So, five take of a, them. Take a photo of Chili and post it. Yeah. See those Glitchbusters. <laughs> I think people that ran Novak had to use a bunch of those, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I want it. Doesn't surprise me. I still hold the grudge against Novak. You do? Yeah. Chicago. Oh, yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, PNB, did we, uh, with these comments, we always get sidetracked here. But um, so Dakota won. Spencer won. No, Spencer won two classes, uh, and Ty Tessman won the other one. Oh yeah, Adam Adam Drake one forty plus. That seems to be uh, a great class for him, of course. And Paul said he was very quick, also in the Pro Nitro buggy. Drake was Adam? legitimately, yeah, he yeah. was legitimately leading a qualifier well, uh, at times. I think he was two or three seconds off the fastest time. Yeah. See, it's right there. It's got uh, Jacob's tires on. That's why. Uh, Jason says, uh, I think all the glitch buses were made and sold by no fast. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, what else we got? So, yeah, uh, moving on from PMB, uh, obviously, we got the. Uh, NCTS coming up this weekend, Northwest Hobbies in Albany, Oregon. So we'll fly into Portland then drive to Albany. We're going to have the race there. Uh, I believe this is like our third or fourth year of having an event there. So it's actually, it's going to be my first time there. So oh. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, pull up my, uh, there we go. Now I'm in Albany, Oregon. See that? There you go. That's the driver's stand we're going to have. They got our banners up there and ready. Those jumps look a little tough, though, in front. Mm. You're in trouble. You could be in trouble. There it is, Will Britton, made by Novak for Novak. Rob Rob came into the show late. Uh, Yes, Jason is racing. Jason is racing. It's all set up. He's ready to rock. That's why we're doing the show a little early because tomorrow he's leaving. Yep. Um, 
And uh, what class are you running, Jason? I'm going to run two-wheel mod and 40-plus. Nice. So I'm going to run the same car, two classes, cars over here. I wish I had mounted some tires for it, but I don't know. I'll mount them when I get there. Yeah. I'm sure you won't have any problem getting tires. Oh, it's a controlled tire. That's right. (laughs) J-Concepts. Joe uh, Joe Zare checking in. Yep. Check out his podcast, Ran Out of Talent. Um, and uh, hey, Rob, are you going to this race? Is Rob uh, gonna go to that race? I don't know, is he? Sturgill, you gotta go, right? Keep your points up. Then he go to the last one, wasn't uh, he went to the dirt one? Oh, the dirt one, okay. He's got to come to Florida for the yeah. next dirt one. So get on the plane, Rob, come on to Florida, right? Exactly, and keep me, keep me up to date on his results. <laughs> RJ's uh, happy and uh, to see you racing. He says, "Sweet, good luck." I'm gonna need it. Yeah, haven't haven't ran since December. <clears throat> the the uh, jumps behind me there, Jason. Uh, this way, Jason's gonna have trouble right there. He's gonna be hitting his own signs, his banners. <laughs> That's that does look tough. Put yeah. up the other photo I sent you of the track. Uh, did I put that in here? I'll check it out. I'll be right back. Talks among yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rob, come on mm-hmm. down to Florida. Did you send that to me? Huh. I should have. In chat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me, uh, I'll go in here and look for it. Don't don't put up the wrong one. Right. Right. <laughs> the wrong one of the track. Right. Exactly. One of the track. Oh, right here it is. All right, let me save this and, uh, See what I can do here. This is the uh, so expecting a good turnout. We are. This is this Northwest Hobbies track is, I believe it's in a mall, <clears throat> and he's got tons of room. I think he's trying to give a run to RC Madness on the amount of tracks, different tracks you can have in one facility. There we go. That's, that's it. There. Got most of it on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's inside a mall. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's, that's it. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to it. It looks like a, got a little either coming out of a 180 on the back straight or you're going to go into one. My guess is you're coming out probably. Maybe. Uh, Corey's asking, what condition would you run reflexes or stalkers or detox? Uh, the reflex is kind of the one that everybody, you know, promotes as the the tire you can run at any time. And like, if you don't know what to do, you can run reflexes. But I think in general, it's the little uh, lower traction condition tire. <clears throat> and then if the track's getting dustier, more rocks, more marbles, uh, but similar condition as reflex, then you can go to stalkers and detox is a little cleaner track condition tire. Uh, detox, a little cleaner track condition. Hopefully the track has a little grip to it with some groove or something. And then the detox are amazing. <clears throat> uh, RJ says, speaking of malls, who else misses Bennigan's after a race or steak and ale? 
Yeah. Uh, Pizza Hut was a big one, too, that we used to go to. The I'm trying to think where we went. Uh, the place we went it was in Tampa called Hops. That was where we went there a lot. Um, then we, when we were in California, the the Kinwald place that he used to drag everybody to was called Coco's. Okay, which was kind of like a little bit better of a Denny's kind of thing. But he was like the king of Coco's. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here. <laughs> here we go. Will Britton's man. I missed the iron skillet. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, the. Telling you right now, that iron skillet's open down the road from me. Well, it's about 25, 30 miles. I, I'm going to do the podcast from there one night. And get the chicken fingers. Yeah. Right. So we'll just set the phone up. And we'll do a podcast from the iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless I bring all this equipment with me. You can sit up at the bar like a big wig there at the iron skillet. You know how they have the. Yeah, let me uh, have a. Uh, triple cheeseburger, extra cheese, extra bacon. Act like a tough guy. So they're like, pull up, pull up my pants. <laughs> Let me have one of those burgers and a milk. Don't get stingy with me on it <laughs> and a milk. <laughs> milk. Oh man. RJ says Tampa had Mon Mon's Venus. That's all you really need to know. And it's still there, <clears throat> as far as I know. Okay. It's a fine establishment. I believe um, from what I was told, <clears throat> they they brought Masami there back in the day. Hmm. Uh, Kinwald, they brought him there back in the day. Uh, was it was it Kinwald that they they took all? I don't think that's what it was. It might have not have been Kinwald. <laughs> all right, all right, we're off that one. Uh, Legends, there it is. Will Britton, go to Legends. That was the place. Uh, we went. Cross. We went to Legends at the race there at the Plex. We went to Legends every night. <laughs> Jodes there says the end of Gotti's orders, and I'll have all the fries you can give me. Mm-hmm. Where's the uh, bottomless fries? Is that Five Guys? Mm, it's anyway. the <clears throat> it's a Red Robin. Oh, Red Robin! That's it. Yes, Red Robin. <clears throat> Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, Will's kind of upset that you never asked him to go to Legends. Sorry. Yeah, well, if you're buying Will, Jason will go. Oh, or wait, uh, did I get that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Jason will go with you, though. Um, you're allowed to go. Let's put it that way if you buy. Uh, the Washington Blue Stones in the background. Okay, we're getting off track here. So Washington Blue Stones. I love that name. Uh, the Redskins. The Redskins. Yeah. The Washington football team. I guess they're keeping the name for this year, too. Football team. Uh, Will says he'll buy, Jason. So next time you're in uh, the Hobbyplex area, make sure you go to Legends because Will, he will buy for you. That's that's what he'll do for the whole 
Jake concepts through. So if you have uh, you know Mayfield and all those guys there, Will will buy. Uh, Joe says uh, Legends is here. We go down to food. Last ep- episode we did, we went down the Iron Skillet Road, and now we're going down the road of all these restaurants that are uh, good to go after a race. So yeah. for all you audio listeners, there, uh, Legends is not great. I rather eat at Quick Trip. Laughing out loud. Okay, which is a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right. That's, I don't know. He's like, I'm so hungry. I could eat this sandwich from a gas station. Now that uh, Rob Sturgill says legends is excellent. So I don't know. We got a lot of conflicting. If Rob likes legends. I don't know if it's any good. Um, fill up on bread. Will says, all right. I don't remember getting bread there. Right. Oh, <laughs> what happened? Jason's batteries went dead in his headset. <laughs> Your batteries go dead, Jason? They're going dead. Oh, no. Uh-oh. All right, well, we'll have to wrap it up. Uh, unless you have some more uh, triple A's there. I think it's still working. Yeah, I, it's good. I like I like how Will's like, what you get, Joe? I can recommend something better. <laughs> <laughs> he probably gets free food up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe says quick trip is more fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> this show. Good stuff, though. Super Cup is coming up uh, when we get back. Wait, when you get back from Oregon? That's right. You have a Super Cup race coming up. Yeah, Super Cup when I come back from Oregon. So the 24th is our Super Cup race, April 24th, which is at Newberry RC. I might actually be able to race there too. Oh, so man, racing. I'm pretty excited I'm about back. that. <clears throat> on, the big, on the big race calendar, it's uh, the exact RC challenge is at OCRC that same weekend. Okay. Busy April. <clears throat> yeah, um, Spencer's doing all these races. Okay. So I want to say that. So what you're saying is I won't see him on uh, Warzone much. Yeah, I don't know. Guess not. Not if he's traveling all these races. What about here. what about Jackson Brunson? Will he be going to all these races also? No, I well, think then. that he'll. I I think he'll come to the race because going down the line here. The Super Cup is the 24th, Exact RC Challenge that weekend. The next weekend is our Spring Indoor Nationals at SS Raceway and Hobbies. So um, mm-hmm. we'll be there for that. Okay. Well, I guess I'll be playing Warzone all by myself. Okay. Um, which I normally do anyway. It's funny. I was playing with uh, Spencer and Brunson. A couple of weeks ago, playing Warzone, and uh, I wasn't doing too good. And all of a sudden, uh, something happened. I got booted. You I got booted? They, I think they kicked me out of the group. I really no did. way. I think I think that no. Spencer said they. <laughs> no, I, I actually had a, uh, a. It booted me out of the menu, and uh, I said, uh, "Hey, you guys go, man. I'm just a bullet sponge." <laughs> um, bullet sponge. <laughs> I'm holding you guys back. I'm not doing anything. You look, you look like the guy in Terminator 2 taking those bullets. The thing is, we're playing trios. So there's three of us in a, t- in a squad, right? It's me, Jackson, and Spencer. 
and I'm the bullet sponge. Those guys are good. So they're at a disadvantage, really, because the other teams have the three guys, and they really, in all reality, Spencer and Jackson have two. Because, you know, I'm just there, you know, not doing much. So yeah, you're taking one for the team. Right. Yeah. I mean, if anything, at least they could see where they're sh- coming from because they're shooting me. But yeah, it wasn't really helpful. Uh, so yeah, that race. Uh, and then when you come back from the Northwest, uh, then you got a Super Cup race. That's right. Then we're going to go to our INS race at Setzer's, which a lot of people are looking forward to. I know right. a lot of guys will be there. Lee Setzer's uh, mm-hmm. rip driver. Yeah. Run the logo for us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of those local fast guys here in Florida makes the national tour too. Does good. Yeah. So then uh, the next note I have here is there was a new top 25 RC released today after PMB. The results there counted towards that. So, so do we have, I didn't, I didn't see it. So is uh, Spencer number one? Is he? <clears throat> no. Okay. Bringing that up. Is Will Britton on the list at all? He is not. Okay. Joe's there. What about Sturgill? Sturgill's got to be on the top 25. No. <sighs> Will Britton says he likes to go to, he would like to go to Lee's track. Come on, Will. Yeah. What's holding you back, Will? Make it happen. Yeah. We'll uh, meet you at Legends. Rob says he's not in the top 25. Shocking. Mm. Shocking. Shocking. All right. Who you got? Who you got, Jason? <clears throat> well, the way that this. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. That one. You're good. My earphones freaked out again. Oh, you're dying. Better make this quick. <laughs> so, top 25. Uh, right now, it's uh, it's Ryan Mayfield, Davide Angaro, David Ronafolk. Jared Tebow, Ryan Cavallari, Juan Carlos Canas, Ty Tessman, Ricardo Berton, Renaud Savoya, Elliot Boots, Dakota Fend, Joe Bornhorst, Robert Battle, Cole Ogden, Spencer Rivkin, Kyle McBride, Yao Figueredo, Marco Bruffalo, and Madia Poletto, Marco Ravaglia. Man. Tyler Tyler Jones, Adam Drake, <laughs> Leonardo Vitali, Valente, sorry. Then Alex Zankatine, and then Seth Van Dalen is a top 25. So oh. Seth cracking it. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, it's So Mayfield number one. Yeah, and this is on a two-year rotation based off of certain events and uh Going backwards, uh, what this is based off of right now is the 2018 IFMAR Worlds, 2019 Silver State, 2019 Euros Warm-Up, 2019 AMS 10.0, 2019 RCGP, 2019 Euro Contest, 2019 Roar Nationals, 2019 European Championships, 2019 RCGP, Rounds 7 and 8, 
2019 Winter Race Italy, 2019 Buggy Land USA, 2020 January Italian Race, 2020 Montpelier Warm-Up, 2020 Montpelier GP, 2020 Dirt Nitro Challenge, 2020 Psycho Nitro Blast, 2020 Southern Nationals, 2020 AMS 11.0, 2021 Dirt Nitro Challenge and 2021 Psycho, Psycho Nitro Blast. So those are the events they are currently that are uh, counting towards this. Okay. There's some people that are very against this ranking system. Um, I tend to like it because I think the names are right. I think you can put them where you want, uh, depending on the weekend, of course. You know, it's... Um, And people drop down and drop up. Usually what happens to Mayfield is he gets up near the top and then they get to the Roar Roar Nationals the last two years. He hasn't been in the A main because he had an engine uh, flame out the last two years at the Roar Nationals. Mm. So he usually climbs his way to the top and then he had that Roar Nationals where he flamed out in the semifinal and didn't even make the main. So then he drops down. Then he works his way back up. Then he drops. <laughs> so, if if he can if he can get a a, a top five at the Roar Nationals uh, to go with some of these things, he'll be doing quite well. And Spencer has a little bit, not the same thing, but this race we talked about earlier here broke he broke a shock piston and had to take like a tenth, and that really hurt him in these standings here because he he went down three places. He was up to, he was up to twelfth, and and he's kind of nearing his his usually great race of the year is I was the Roar Nationals. Um, it's kind of the opposite of Mayfield the last couple of years. Spencer's done really well in eight scale Roar Nationals. Mayfield's had a problem in the semi, couldn't get out. So <clears throat> yeah, real kind of kind of strange. Mm. Uh, but you can see it affected Spencer. He dropped three places because his shock piston broke and got a bad finish. So, um, so P- I, you know, you could argue that he could be higher, but um, Dakota Finn, I think you could hi- argue that he could be a little higher. But in general here, these names are right to me. Um, and it and awards people that finish races too. Uh, guys like Cavallari and Tebow, they don't um, – you know, they can run well and they're amongst the top guys each time. Um, and if they get fifth or sixth, they at least finish and it counts well to this. So um, that's why they're always right in there. Yeah, Will says, what's not to like about it? Um, I see some people in the comments that are like, oh, this is bogus. And blah, blah. Yeah, they do every single yeah. time. And, um, Nobody really backs it up with anything. They just well, but look at the top. You know, for instance, look at the top five names: Ryan Mayfield, Davide Angaro, David Ronafalk, Jared Tebow, Ryan Cavalier. I mean, the names are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only one to me that's down just a, a touch, and it's because he was pro- he was in the B main at Nitro Challenge and didn't bump out was Ty Tessman. So normally. Uh, he would be up there in the top five. And, 
if I had to just put, you know, the top five out there, I think the guys in first, second, and third are definitely the three best eight scale drivers in the world. Mm -hmm. You can put them in whatever order you want. I think those are the three best eight scale drivers. And then that next tier of guys, which is the Jared Tebow, Cavalieri, uh, Ty Tessman, Juan Carlos Canas, uh, Elliot Boots, Dakota Fenn. Those are the kind of guys that um, I think that, you know, there's some room there. Those guys could, could be right up there too. So <clears throat> I think when you look at the names here, the names are right. It's just put them in what order you want based on that weekend and, or who you like. You know, a lot of people just see their guy that they like and they, they don't see him as quite as high, but that's how it is. Uh, Kurt says, I like the system. It's unbiased, straight data driven. Uh, bottom line is if you have too many DNFs, you're not as good as your ranking. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Ryan Mayfield, baby girl born. Uh, yeah, that's wasn't that, uh, wasn't that PMB because, uh, baby. Yeah. Would do? yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. He didn't do PMB. Uh, he knew that it was close and obviously he was right on the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, on the uh, top 25 list, uh, RJ says uh, he's not a top 25. That explains I had a rough 2019. So yeah. there you go. That's why RJ didn't wasn't, make it. Wasn't in there. <sighs> And uh, just a little update on the J Concepts body that RJ is doing. He says, in case anybody is wondering, I was able to savage this body mounting. It'll be up later on my YouTube channel. Oh, that's right. RJ has a oh, your YouTube channel. Give me the name there again. And uh, 10 of our listeners will head on over there. <clears throat> well, nine. My grandma passed away. All right. Uh Uh, yeah, so top 25 rankings just came out today. So, Jason, you got to get on a roll. You got to keep racing, try to crack that top, top, top 25. See what well, you I'd can. have to start racing Nitro. Right. Do that, too. <clears throat> Nitro for the first time in, uh, when was that? Uh, a couple of years ago, right? The uh, last uh, time I raced, no, the last time I raced, well, I raced some e-buggy. Oh, uh, that's what it was, e-buggy. That's what a it few, was. That was a few years ago right. already. <laughs> but um, I think the last time I raced Nitro, the RC8B3 was brand new. So it must have been like 2015-ish, 20, somewhere around there. Yeah, Kurt um, giving us some news here. He's got the B6.3 and B6.3D are about to hit the hobby shops if they haven't already. Uh, he's dead on. My favorite class, two-wheel drive buggy. Uh, you know, we got a, you know, our buddy there, Keenan, runs the other uh, podcast, the No Name. Right. He no should name. come up with a name. He should come up with a name podcast. Ah, I like a No Name. No Name. <clears throat> so... 
he has a saying that the nitro is the glory buggy pays the bills. And then I added to it two, but two wheel buggy pays for skills. So I added, I added that to the hashtags and it's true. If you got skills in two wheel buggy, it does pay. Uh, So yeah, B6.3. That I did not. B6.3 and B6.3D. All right. So they're hitting the shops this week. Yep. New updated B6 car. Uh, it'd be nice, interesting to get Kurt's perspective on. I mean, this B6 has been uh, amazingly successful in its run. I, I would be interested to hear what he feels uh, of all the generations of associated cars. You got the. Uh, yeah, they should do one, Will, for – anyway. Uh, Kurt can call into the show if you'd like. He could. Uh, so, yeah, the generations of two-wheel buggies, the RC10, the B2, the B3. The RC10, the B2, the B3, the B4, the B5, and the B6. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear what, where Kurt ranks these uh, vehicles. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll write down mine here. Here, we'll put the ticker uh, up if you want to call in, if anybody wants to call in. I say – Chili wants to call and defend uh, car action, but Jason's headsets headsets going dead, so we got to make it quick. I think it's just when I touch it, it freaks out. Oh, okay. It starts like clicking. All right, we might be safe then. So I don't know. So we got. Uh, uh, I'm Kurt, writing I'm down. Here. I'm writing down my my list of what I feel are Associated's best two wheel buggies in order. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this one. I got this one. Uh, Kurt says, uh, line me up as a guest. I already did Will's podcast. Hey, you're more than welcome to come on anytime. You're more to, you can come on right now if you want to talk about the B6. Phone numbers on the bottom of the screen. Anybody can call that number. And, uh, we'll patch you into the show. All right. I made my list. <clears throat> One, two, three, four, five, six. So there's six associated buggies, and I just ranked what I kind of, without just the top of my head, I didn't go into anything crazy. I think, what's that? Somebody trying to call me? Says it's busy. Hmm. I didn't get no notification. Do I have the right number up there? Yep. I don't know what that's about. I have it open. Maybe a dialed wrong number. Oh, okay, RJ. <laughs> All right, way to go, RJ. Got guys uh, messing with me. Um, so here's my oh, ranking. Oh, so what's this ranking of now? I was busy doing hooking this up. Now this is without thinking about it too much. I just did this off the top of my head. I'm okay. Rank, ranking the top top associated two-wheel buggies of all time so they have six six versions six we're on the, okay. we're on the b6 uh, so, yep. so my ranking is i think the b4 is the best uh, we, we might have to we'll take this jason we'll go to get to your rankings in a moment i believe we have someone online oh i gotta accept it <laughs> there we go kurt so my ranking is- what's up what's up 
Uh, you might have to lower the volume on your TV or radio or whatever you're listening. If I turn the volume down, can I still hear what Jason's saying? I think you'll, be able to, you'll be able to hear it on the phone here, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I can hear you, Jason. Okay. Oh, there you go. There, that's better. I don't got no feedback now. We're live. Yeah, I turned off my audio. There you go. All right. We got Kurt Winger online. Team Associated Engineer. Jason's list. I want to hear it. The Team Associated Engineer. All right. He wants to hear your list, Jason. So my list was uh, the B4 being number one. I think the B6-2, the RC-10-3, then the B2, the B5, and the B3 last. Um, That was off the top of my head without thinking too far into it. But that's how I feel that they're ranked right now. Curry, you still there? Wow, that's interesting. There you go. Sounds like it's hard to say what the criteria are. <laughs> I, I, I put down my list um, off the top of my head. Maybe and I tried to go more off of uh, historical significance and impact. Yeah, I mean, obviously, then the RC ten is number and one, right? Then I had to go RC ten number one, and then I had to go B uh, four number two. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go with the B6, the first uh, laydown car. And mm-hmm. with the way the debut happened, they kept it really quiet, dropped yep. it to the EOS race. Yeah. I felt like that snuck in there. Yeah. I mean, I had it as and number two. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. And I guess they all have a special place in line i would say the next significant jump it and i'm one of the only people that's driven it is the b6.3 um and then you know what it we left i left the 6.1 in there i thought the uh the gearbox design the the three-piece gearbox was pretty pretty hot on the 6.1 series i thought that was kind of a quantum leap step i might put that above the 6.3 and 6.2 because i thought they made a pretty big jump there and then i'll go six i'll go b6 b6.1 b6.3 b6.2 and b5m okay that's a little bit now deep down in my heart the b5m is actually way higher up on the list because it's probably the one that we raced the longest, and it was the first mid-motor production car. Mm-hmm. And it had it had uh, it was kind of the last longer lifespan car that was actually out for two or three years before a revision came out. And I had a ton of fun with that thing. So it definitely doesn't necessarily deserve the traditional last place. <laughs> but um, I could see bumping it up because it was the first production mid-motor um, car <clears throat> and it really started a new era of racing so yeah 
It's it was significant. That's my logic. I like it. But if it had to race against the other one, that's why it kind of got bumped down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got the B. What else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> well, talk about this. While, while we're talking about the B6, talk about the B6.3. Um, <clears throat> you know, everybody sees these, yeah. uh, you know, these variations of the cars. You know, it goes 0.1, 0.2, Sometimes they start to get a little... Oh, uh, you know, can there really be, you know, much different going on here? But Do I really need to get this? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. And I know the the 6.2 was really cool. You got the, the new kind of uh, rear arms and rear end and hub assembly. And that was um, obviously they kind of brought back the two different chassis links, which, um, you know, the B6 and the B6.1. They kind of played with the chassis length and it kind of came out in the wash that you really need a longer wheelbase for high traction. And um, that was one of the big things. And then you got the the fine tuning, the adjustable hub design. And the other cool thing was the, uh, the longer drive shafts and the special carpet rear end. So we kind of took that rear end development and just kept working on it and um that's where we kind of landed on really the best handling was to run the 73 millimeter the traditional length rear arms but to run the longest possible drive shaft so we made up some prototype parts and tested it and then um, we did some more development with changing the rear link geometry so you'll notice the kit setups on both the cars are different uh, for where the rear upper link is. And when we, when I first tested that, I was like, holy cow, this is hands down. Like it totally transforms the car. It makes it so much more predictable, um, traction wise. As far as even when I'm on a really loose track, it doesn't break loose the same. It's got more traction, more drive out of the corners. So I tested it over at the track in Austin at Thornhill and I was like, holy cow, this is like no contest. This rear end package with the long drive shaft and the new suspension mounts and, and the, the short arms, it was like head and shoulders above the two previous versions from the B6.2. So then we took that and tested it at OCRC at um, like the Surf City Classic after the race, and I, I was testing it at the race, um, you know, working on what would end up being like the kit set up for dirt, and then um, tried it on carpet and on all the surfaces. It seemed to be the best all around. So now the carpet and the dirt cars have the exact same parts in the box. It's just uh, a different setup and a different chaffy length <clears throat> so the the carpet car is longer the dirt car is shorter right yeah and then uh, so like the chassis plates the chassis plates are pretty much the same length as the 6.1 and 6 uh 6.1 for dirt which carried over to the 6.2 dirt and then the the 6.2 carpet with that plus three chassis length is the same length that comes in it the biggest other thing we 
tuned a lot with was the chassis flex. And so that's where we redesigned the servo mount and mounted the servo straight to the chassis so that the side rails are not linked to the servo and they're not, there's nothing bridging across the left and the right. And that was the other really significant thing that changed the handling of the car. So it's basically the same chassis plate, but they have the servo mount hole drilled into the chassis plate. And then the, the carpet right. car comes with a fluid diff, right? Gear diff. Yes. Still the gear diff in it. Um, and we kind of put the new latest setup notes on there. Uh, the cool thing is the carpet car comes with the steel chassis plate. It comes with the sway bar set. So basically the sway bars that we run in the race are the ones that come in the box. The same springs come in it that, you know, Spencer used at the race in Vegas. So you're basically fully outfitted to race on carpet. I think the one thing that um, doesn't come in the box still just because of the price point was the aluminum bulkhead just to get the extra weight in the front. Um, it still comes with the molded plastic bulkhead in the box. Okay. We looked at it and it was, just gonna um make the kit price too high so it's still an option part that's good so talk to so. us about uh, the the you know the other cars we were kind of running there when we were we did that set the race at 702 our race what was you know you guys got the four-wheel drive car working really good for spencer that was the classy one uh you know what was kind of funny as i yeah. thought and i'm sure you probably could have thought when we first started that Spencer, the class he was going to be most competitive in was two wheel drive, which he was the whole time, but four wheels, the one um, that kind of ended up going his way and getting the win there. Uh, you guys making some strides with the, the four wheel too, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I worked on the four wheel development and we did a bunch of clutch development and that's when the new spur gear and slipper pads, came out and uh, that made its way onto the four wheel drive car and the new carpet version car. So um, the interesting thing that once we got the four wheel drive going, um, we could really see a difference in the chassis stiffness um, for dirt. One of the things that obviously came out on the B 24.1 was running the two millimeter G 10 uh, chassis plates. And Spencer's car, we ended up going back to the 2.5 millimeter carbon fiber, which is the stiffest option. And um, then we noticed that Cole was having some trouble with his car three-wheeling, and he went to the stiff chassis plates. So that was a big deal. And um, we just tuned it a lot. The four-wheel drive kind of started off a little farther off the mark. So we, we you know, if you would have watched on Friday, you said we would have been farther off, but we made those changes to the um, to the chassis stiffness and and tuning like um, the diff diff thicknesses and the uh, tuning. You know what we were doing with the how we we're cutting the tire inserts to make it you know dial in the perfect amount of front traction, and we got way faster and kind of went from there from our Friday baseline. We had something that was easy to drive. We just were able to keep making it faster. And it was cool. He ended up winning. That was uh, a class we didn't think we were going to win. 
We ended up. Are you still there? Did we drop him? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of went out for a second, but yeah, I mean that was a good a good event. And then we're gonna, you know, we just got through PMB. We talked about that. Spencer got a couple wins there, and so he's really kind of showing his the the past year here, showing some diversity in the classes he's running, and kind of. Uh, the nitro stuff seems to be coming around a little more for him on uh, some of these uh, eight scale style tracks. We'll call them uh, some of the running he's doing starting to pay off a little bit and the cars are getting better too. Yeah, we've been, I mean, that's what I, uh, I club race eight scale at home. So we've really been grinding on the eight scale um, for the last year and it's really paying off. Luckily, I've been able to race through the whole COVID thing, and Spencer's been able to go out and run in Arizona. So we've constantly been working together, and the more trips to the track, the more we refine everything and come to kind of what is a really good baseline that we've been able to take to several different tracks. Um, it started with going to Southern Nationals in West Monroe in September last year, and we've just been working together all winter, and. Uh, it's kind of paying off and you're able to show up and be on pace in practice and, and um, just have everything a lot more refined. Good. Well, I mean, that's obviously the, the thing we're looking for. And um, just to kind of, as we're kind of talking about the different platforms while you're here, talk about the little bit, the stadium truck and the short course. I know it's kind of, I wouldn't say an afterthought, but it's always like, the one we don't talk about the most, uh, but um, I know watching the thirteen five truck when we were at seven oh two. I know Jovi his his truck looked awesome on the carpet, uh, you know, better than when we were at that race or I was at the race at uh, Hobby Action and they're running modified truck there. I thought they looked horrible, and then we we ran on the carpet and Jovi's thirteen five truck. That thing looked really good there and. Um, what do you think about those two vehicles as we kind of just kind of go through the lineup real quick? Yeah, I know. Um, we had really good success. A lot of people don't know that at the OCRC Surf City, we were actually racing the T6.2 part on the truck. Um, modified truck. They still worked really good. It was just, it kind of faded a little bit. I, I feel like 13.5 is the perfect motor for truck class and would like to just be a common truck class versus having modified. And, uh, that, that truck obviously got the biggest facelift with the gold wing suspension and trucks have always kind of had a problem that they're really wide and the maximum wheelbase relative to the width, as far as the rules are, is limiting to how it handles. So we're always stretching out the wheelbase, but it would be nice to make that truck a little bit longer for how wide it is. And it, it would drive a lot more, maybe like a buggy because it has those, the same tire front and rear. You're always fighting it, um, being aggressive. So I think if truck could ever change to like a lower profile, larger rim instead of a 2.2 rim, um, that would give us some more design room to, to change. I know the front end, um, and maybe make the scrub radius different and make it a little easier to drive. But, um, 
the wheel and tire is a little bit limiting. And then the wheelbase is the other limiting thing that, that, uh, makes the car pitch a lot. So the going suspension was a huge benefit because it naturally doesn't pitch weight to the rear. When you get out, come out of the corners and it doesn't throw the weight forward going into corners. So it's just a huge leap forward and being easier to drive on high traction. And, uh, I know Dustin said his truck has been awesome. He's, been able to just have it be the old faithful and um, charge it up, pull it off the trailer on on uh, seating and and be up to speed and competing for the win. So I think the guys, everyone that has it is really happy with the T6.2 mm-hmm. and it's, I know with four-wheel drive getting so good, the truck class definitely has taken a back seat to 13.5 four-wheel. Yeah. And I, I raced it, and I understand why. <laughs> Four-wheel drive 13.5 is awesome. It's like the perfect speed that you can have a really fast car, and all the different skill levels can run it. Yeah. And then uh, the short course, which we don't get a lot of opportunity to see those run, uh, you know, like we did in the mid, we'll call it mid-2000s, when everything was short course, 2010, 11. Uh, but you know, now you don't see it a lot, but, but it's, you still have another significant, uh, update you did with that, the SC 6.2 also, right? Yeah. The 6.2 kind of got the same treatment and a lot of people, I guess the main thing to address is a lot of people wondered why it doesn't have the same suspension as the T 6.2. And we actually did a lot of testing with Spencer and Brent. Um, running it and the big difference is like i said before the the width of the vehicle and the wheelbase the short course has incredibly long wheelbase and it's narrower so it's got a totally different set of challenges and the um yeah the the going suspension everything that it helps on the t6.2 it hurts you on short course because on short course, you've got narrower tires and a long wheelbase. So you need the car to transition weight to the rear so that you have traction coming out of the turn. And um, the same, you know, the same thing on the front end. So we kind of found that in testing it, that you need to have a goal wing on the front and the rear or flat arms on the front and the rear. And mixing and matching didn't work as good, especially on short course when we tested it. So that's the reason why it just flat out wasn't as fast. And the other interesting thing was short courses, you're always worried about traction rolling and leaning and the goal wing arm. um, They don't let the suspension lean as much. So with the short course, the goal wing suspension actually traction rolls more and you want the car to go in a turn and lean and have body roll. So it won't break loose and it won't flip. So those are the reasons why the the SC 6.2 ended up with the flat arm setup. We we did a new rear tower and um, it has the new rear hub um, set up on it with hexes and everything to kind of match the geometry. So you get some of those cool features and the fan mount and everything, but we always put the best handling setup in the box and, um, the other cool thing that the trucks, um, 
in revamping the kits is they all have the front sway bar in the box, which was the cool um, benefit that you had to buy before, and now it comes in the box. Perfect. Well, I don't know if you want to give a um, maybe an update on any events you might be coming to next or doing in the upcoming future, or maybe some stuff you got going on with um, um, you know your own company. Maybe you want to talk about maybe you got something going there or any events you might be doing coming up. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm mainly race club racing at the famous Thornhill and, and outside of Austin, Texas. So I live in the Texas hill country now doing the small town lights. So I go race out there and there's some other um, fun tracks. There's an outdoor track in San Antonio called Oatsified um, that Justin Oats, hosts on his property i've been out there to run it's super fun um but i'm probably gonna go race the southern nets in west monroe and then the thornhill series races and then we got the aka i won't say that again getting <laughs> higher brand but uh that's okay affect higher nets at uh at thornhill in a few weeks so i'm excited to go run that and ha- have all the team associated customers out there. I've heard a lot of um, talk about the new track. Um, there's an A1 outdoor track out mm-hmm. in the South Fort Worth area. And um, there's a carpet track called Gold Star that opened up. So there's two kind of new places in Texas that I might go visit later this year and uh, get some more track time. But fan of a hike. So. I'll be doing those and then I'll probably be doing some 10 scale races with the, uh, with Spencer and Brent and the guys. Um, they're all racing at OCRC at the exact race. I won't be at that one, but, um, could be out for the surf city classic. Okay. That's good. Maybe we'll do a J concepts race or something, but kind of doing the eight scale, um, running this year again, and then just some sporadic 10 scale stuff. We kind of finished and got 10 scale kits out. So I think everybody's kind of pretty set up on that. And we've, we got a lot of running time on the parts and got everybody up to speed. So I'm not going to be racing that very much. You uh, coming to the eight scale nationals up in my neck of the woods here. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. Spencer's okay. pretty excited about it. He wants to get the title back. Yeah. All right. Well, so, I'll see you there then. I, we could we could be out there. Uh, TJ and I might come out and give it give them a run for their money. Mayfield's pretty hard to beat with that one. <laughs> He's been on a tear. Um, and then uh, I know Ty has missed a few events being stuck up in Canada, but the competition of the A scale races has been pretty insane. I know Associated's been pretty stacked in tenth scale. Um, and the eight scale is kind of the more competitive scene right now with so many good manufacturers and drivers. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely feel, it definitely has a, a different feel to it. You're a little bit, we're a little bit more of an underdog, but we're trying to always be more and more progressing towards uh, showing up and being up to speed and not be scrambling around tight in the car. So it's been getting better and better. Yeah, I agree. 
All right. Well, we'll let you go, and we're gonna kind of um, finish up what we're doing here. We'll have to have Kurt on again uh, sometime when he has. Uh, we get yeah, we're gonna do a full rundown with Kurt, but that was a nice little segue into uh, some new products. People, uh, I was are curious about. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I, I will turn down your shameless free plug opportunity. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to get anything for their B6.3, uh, shellracing.com, um, got upgrade bearing sets. The Nova slipper clutch, um, is an awesome one, especially for spec racers. Uh, just got another huge order of titanium screws coming in if you want to bling out your car. So <laughs> we've got all that stuff on the site. Um, if you want to get it and then I'm also obviously working with, uh, the team associated team and Billy Hayden is the other 10 scale engineer. And we've got a whole cool list of factory team option parts and other stuff that are coming out. So we just did like a ran a fine tooth comb through the website and made sure that everything that fits the B6.3 is on there. So if you go to the team associated site, go to those B6.3 pages. Um, we don't have all the photography done for every single thing, but all the new stuff is up there. So you can uh, plan to get it and grab it, grab all the new option parts and stuff. And as they come in, there'll be press releases going out on those too. So it's kind of been a busy time just making sure everything is uh, up on the site and listed and the manuals and stuff. So there you go. Uh, we have a comment here from a listener, uh, Vin. Uh, you want to help me out there, Jason? Last name? <laughs> Manchanda. Man- Manchanada. Uh, all right, Manchanada. there we go. He said he's packing for LCRC now. Hope to see you guys there. Always a pleasure to hear Kurt so smart. <clears throat> there you go. Oh, yeah, we talked to uh, my buddy Rob Allen, Team J Concepts. He's uh just sent me pictures. He said they're going out this weekend to race. He's got his J Concepts tires glued up. Um, what LCRC? He sent me a picture of the fleet. Yeah, they're going out. LCRC's hitting it this weekend. Okay, yeah, it's our season opener. They've got an event yeah. out there. They're they got the season season kicking off. Well, Jason, maybe I better drive down there. Yeah, hang out with the guys. <laughs> trying to get Jason to go, but he has a big race this weekend in Oregon. So. Well, I hope to see you out oh, there, yeah. Uh, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I hope to come out for the event, and um, we'll get the whole gang out there and try to try to get. I mean, we skipped 2020, so we're yeah. still the defending national champion. That's true. Try to get a there a repeat. Yeah. Even if we had a bye week in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <A> bye year. <laughs> Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing you out in uh, LCRC, and uh, you know, maybe you could buy me dinner or something. That'd be great. For sure. <laughs> no, I thought you were supposed to buy me dinner. I'll oh, yeah. buy you barbecue when you come to Texas. Oh well. Yeah. Hey, we, go, we go to we go to the Italian place, Gotti, right around the corner. Right, that's our place. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, down at LCRC. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the right. place to go. Yeah, we'll get Kurt to buy us that to uh, buy us lunch from there. Okay, no problem. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kurt. Thanks for uh, being on the show. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll get you on when right. uh, you could do a full, okay, full episode with us. So that'd be great. Okay. All right, Kurt. See you later. See ya. All right. 
Start dropping off. There, it was good. Some good info there for you guys. We got uh, you know, uh, a comment question here, Tanya Barker. Okay, uh, let me pull that up here for you. There you go, Tanya Barker. Yeah, had a conversation. Says, uh, Hello, Jason. You had a conversation with my boyfriend Mel at uh, a old a old Schumacher driver. He was very impressed with the twin pins slash swagger combo, mainly with the wear of the tires and how his times didn't change much after three to four runs. Remember now, he is old and slower. <laughs> that was at the uh, Western Nationals. Yeah, so he when we were out there in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, I we've had a lot of success with the twin pins and swaggers. It's definitely uh, – it's up until now, it's our best combination for carpet. Uh, there's definitely no doubt about it, uh, especially the, you know, the Calandra type stuff. Um, been a great tire. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, we're just really happy with how they worked. We came out with pre-mounted ones because we knew people like that too. So we have pre-mounted versions of the Swaggers and Twin Pins. Um for two wheel drive. We're working on a front. We don't have that yet, but, uh, working on it and yeah, old Schumacher driver. Uh, there's a lot of those out there. It's, um, I had, I was an old Schumacher driver. Yeah. I remember you saying, yeah, I love the Schumacher back in the day. Could not afford that cat XLS. Was that what, that's what it was. Yeah. Wanted that four wheel drive bad. That was big money back then. All right. Um, did I miss this one here? Darren says, uh, what did you do to modify the tire inserts? You know, I I saw that come up, but I, I'm not sure if who mentioned that, if it was Kurt or it was me. Um, maybe he can elaborate if he's still on. Yeah. Or maybe in the chat. <laughs> Could be in the <laughs> chat. <laughs> just- yeah, it might have been somebody in the chat. Um uh, uh, Will says he needs to get him some of those screws that uh, Kurt was talking about. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, Jason, you correct. You were correct on Vin's last name there. Of course he was. I'm terrible with last name. So. Uh, and good friend Alman McLean uh, kept uh, checking in. Ah, snap! Another one. Someone's about to become less productive. Yep. That's the whole goal: make you guys less productive. All right. So uh, this weekend, Northwest. Nationals right. out in Oregon. Jake right. Nationals. Jason's heading out there. Jason's racing two classes. Yep, with the same and car, forty plus and two wheel mod. Right. And Definitely uh, haven't raced. Yeah, haven't raced since December. So <clears throat> hopefully I can get around. And <laughs> last time good. I ran, last time I ran our carpet race in December, I got around okay. So hopefully we'll see. Okay. We'll check in. Uh, hopefully next week we check in and see how Jason did. Mm-hmm. How the team did. Kick some ass out there. It's going to be good. We got yeah. some top, top guys uh, running. So uh, it's going to be good. Stay, watch those videos. You have uh, Mayfield and those guys showing up? Is, well, is, not Mayfield because of the new birth, but we got right. um, we got some good guys. You'll You'll see. Yeah. Okay. And I could watch that action on uh, J Concepts. Uh, you guys are going to be doing live video? Yeah, we are. And uh, Matt Olson's going to be there for us. Uh, he's going to be running uh, the live media through 
uh, our Facebook page, YouTube. Okay. And he's going to be running it through Mod Media. So Mod Media. Yep. Okay. How do I find that? Just Google Matt Mod Olson. Media. Yeah, I think on Facebook he's got a, a a Mod Media page, or maybe it's just his Mod page. I can't remember, but so he's got the race up there. I can watch. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be live on our on Jay Concepts Facebook too. Yeah. Great. I can sit home and watch that. Um. I hope he brings the perch. He calls it. That's his. Uh, he bought this cool aluminum. Um, it kind of it uh, like scissors up. So he's got a higher uh, vantage point to video oh. the track. Oh, um, wow. And pretty cool piece. I'll take a picture of it. I told him if he sees another one uh, for sale on, I don't forget where he said he got it, Facebook Marketplace or something. I'm like, <laughs> if you see another one, I'm like, grab it. I'll buy it because I'll buy it from me because I thought it was cool. So oh, awesome. Uh, Justin Jubert is asking me to go to uh, LCRC to do a race report. <laughs> and like, I'm going to nationals in June, so going to two of them might be asking a little much. There's going to be like 300 entries there for their for their season opener, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be packed. Maybe I'll make the trip down there Saturday. That'd be good. Get some yeah. Italian food. Right. Definitely getting it in June, though. Nationals. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, really good. All right, that is it. Episode 223 gonna head on out jason have a safe trip out there thanks all the guys that are heading to that race have a safe trip kick some ass j concepts get more victories that's what we want more wins more w's eat those w's that's right <laughs> eat those dubs <laughs> all right guys we'll see uh hopefully next week we'll get a race report from jason see how he did out there check us out online jconcepts.net see ya <laughs> <laughs>